Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers. This is episode number eight of the 2022 offseason. We got a, a jam-packed show for you guys here tonight. Uh, not a lot of preparation on my part because of how busy my job's been, but nonetheless, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, please go and use that promo code THPN next time you use DraftKings Sportsbook for a special little offer from them. And as always, without further ado, we have the trio of us here tonight. Hey, James. Hey, Chris. How have you guys been doing? Great. I think this show is about to be copyrighted now because of what James just played on his telephone. No, I did not. The whole thing is ruined. It has to be more than three seconds, and that was a millisecond. So I think okay. Whatever, I wasn't even man. paying attention. What did, what did he even play? I have no idea, but it's for exactly. sure copyrighted. See, so You can't even tell. Well, <laughs> I'm filing a lawsuit myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Chris, what you been up to? It looks like uh, the, the walls behind you are a little bit bare. Yeah, the walls are down. Swanson is gone. I'm about to move out of my apartment this weekend, and I'm working all weekend. So, the only time I could do it was previous weekend so i am in an empty apartment with a laptop and a microphone so and a pair of headphones you did oh, get you a pair sure of headphones. and a girlfriend yeah. i guess <laughs> and a girlfriend. hi ellie we love you did you hear that no no she didn't okay oh, whatever james what you been up to uh not that much you know 
I have slow beginnings of the weeks because I mainly work on weekends. Yeah. Meanwhile, my my week has been absolutely crazy, insane. Uh, for those of you that don't summer know, summer band. It, summer band started for me on Monday, and re- even before that, really, it started with percussion camp last week. So, um, I mean, for those of you that are not familiar with like Texas or yeah. bands or anything, the only like way that, to describe summer band is it's worse than football's training camps. Hundred <laughs> percent. More grueling. More more taxing on the body. I mean, it's a competition out there. These kids are going after each other for spots on the field. It's it's just eight minutes over and over and over again of just grueling competition. Yes. Yeah. Extremely, extremely physical, right? Summer yes. band is. I mean, there's fights every day. Every, yeah, every, every time. Every we, time. We especially the in the trumpet posted. section. We keep the cops posted there because of the fisticuffs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And... And uh, well, you know, oh, you know what we should do, you know, we, you know, we talked about our who cares, you know, we should do a double who cares tonight. Double. Who Mem- cares. Remember the other thing we talked about in, in our. Uh, oh, we can do double who cares. Yeah, sure. we we should do it. You, you, do y'all know what I'm talking about? We'll we'll see. We'll look okay. at the time. All right. If the time okay. is if time is lower than normal, we'll do a double who cares. Okay. We'll play right. it by ear. Cool. All right. It is very good to see all of you guys here tonight here in the chat. We're seeing uh, Talik Lizzie over there. James is over there as well. Uh, we got Troy from the Flatlands of Lubbock. Wow. Okay. It's fairly close to me. It's about you know, still about three hours. It tells you how big West Texas is. Poor guy. Uh, AC. Oh, that's my wife, Amanda. She's literally sitting over there. And I didn't even realize it. Happy early birthday, Ryan. Yep. My birthday is tomorrow. I will be the big two nine tomorrow. So <laughs> he's old. Other comments: Ardell, Chris is bottom six frisbee golf forward. <laughs> That's generous, man. That's generous. Hey, you know, you know what you should talk about? You should talk about uh, uh the how the guy who's doing really well on tour right now. Oh yeah, That's shout out you, to you should go ahead, go ahead and say Chandler that. Kramer. There was the European Open, a disc golf major. He placed fifth at. He did very well. Represented Lone Star Discs. And not to mention, he's an Aggie, too. So He is an Aggie. He played yeah. on my disc golf team. And uh, what's really interesting about him is, uh, for those of you that don't know a ton about uh, uh, Frisbee buckets, as our mom calls it, uh, he throws four hands on both sides. So he's he's like slightly ambidextrous with that, which I thought was really cool. So anyways uh brian hey brian is a friend from uh from the denison area what are you talking about band is, yep band is not time consuming at all oh you know better than that brian he's a former band director huh. uh let's see my wife's daughter was in matching band we were we remembered july marching it was freaking freaking hot adrian thank you amanda be quiet She's saying, you mean 30? No, no. Close enough. You got a round. Everyone I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Rip, your time is almost here, Ryan. Hopefully not, but <laughs> happy early birthday, Ryan. Thank you, James. And Brian, laugh out loud. You know better, Brian. You know better. All right. All right. Anyways, yeah, let's get into actual Moving stuff on. Okay. First topic that I want to talk about is big rumor dropped by other podcasts that I can't remember the name of right now. But apparently, according to insiders, we were in the name for a big name player. Mm-hmm. So let me let me pull this up for you guys. So this was mentioned on the Cam and Strick podcast, okay, which is a big time podcast. Um, 
they also mentioned a tweet by Andy Strickland, who again we I mentioned this in our uh, the little Matthew Kachuk rumors video that I did several times ago. Um, Matthew Kachuk was not the only big time player that apparently the Stars were going after. It and now it appears that this player included in these rumors is none other than Dallas Stars' most hated player, Patrick Kane. Mm. Um, yes, he's hated by the Stars fans. Most you hated. You know it. Most hated. Okay, maybe not most hated, but he's very much hated, okay? Yes. Okay? Just go with it. Anyways, how would y'all feel about a trade from Patrick Kane coming to Dallas? pretty crazy so the reason this is more plausible than probably the kachuk trade is because chicago's tearing it down so they want the the naughty contracts so giving away foxa or hudobin is more likely in that case which frees up cap space to have a player like that on your roster um if you don't want him on your team you're just wrong (laughs) he's one of the best (laughs) players in the nhl so we can hate him as much as he wants but he's a very good hockey player so yes we want him um and right now i feel like the prospects that we have are close to showing up to the league there's not a lot of i'm not hearing a lot of noise from the earlier prospects really um and i know our defensive prospects are terrible because we just did a whole draft of them so i'm thinking right now Let's go get a guy. If we can if we can trade for him and not give up any of our current core or any of those three big forwards, I think you absolutely should. James, how are you feeling about it? Because you're you're kind of quiet over there. I'd like to know your thoughts about uh if Patrick King could come to yeah. the stars. I mean, it, it works if you can trade like obviously like a Foxa or Dobin contract off and then also give uh, picks for it. It's really kind of what you want to see the most because you we don't really want to give away the prospects that we have right now and we're trying to get more cap space. So there's two things that we that aren't that one thing that we really need to dump which is cap space and one thing which we're okay with losing right now is the draft picks. And the thing that Chicago's okay with taking is bad contracts right now too. So that would not be a problem. Hey, so let, let me ask you uh, the million dollar question is if Patrick Kane was traded to the stars, what would the stars be giving up in favor of uh, Patrick Kane? So what would be going the other way? I would honestly be willing to give up. Obviously the players with bad contracts to free up the space. So whoever that is really, which is none of the top guys, none of our prospects really. I'd be fine giving up like a Delandria or one of our lesser prospects, maybe, maybe like Peterson. Um, and then two first round picks, honestly. I would give up two. Two, really? Okay. I, I think that's I think that's overdoing it a little bit, but that's me personally. Um uh, there there's some people asking in the chat uh what his cap hit is. Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now here on Cap Friendly. So according to Cap Friendly. His cap hit is ten and ten point five million. So the the little um, the lowest amount that the stars can get him for is five point two five million towards the cap. Which and I don't that's, that. I mean, it's it's possible. 
Um, it, it's very possible that, that that could happen. I do. I really do think that could happen because, you know, Patrick Kane is not excited about what's going on in, in Chicago right now. There's a lot of things going on right there right now, and it looks like Jonathan Taves is also on his way out. I mean, is there a possibility the Stars are in on Jonathan Taves? Uh, I hope not because he's hasn't been as active as uh, Patrick Kane has been. But uh, the uh, one other thing that kind of worries me is a couple of things. His age, he's 33 years old, so he is a little older, and he only has one year left on his deal. Now, we, we could see that as a positive or we could see that as, as a negative. The only reason he may go somewhere is if he can sign an extension with another team and still keep his no-movement clause. That, that would be the thing that I would assume that he would want. And if you're the stars, especially for a 33-year-old, I don't know if you're giving enough extension, enough years to him other than maybe four years at max. That's probably the max I would give. Uh, I don't even know if you extend them at all, honestly. Like the, the way I'm thinking about it is Pavelski's on a one year. I think uh, GM Nil said that we're trying to go for the cup. And that's why the stars are in talks with everybody right now. The stars are trying to make a splash is what's is what all the rumors have been saying. The stars are looking for somebody. So a one year thing like that's fine. Like if our young core can keep playing well, if Pavelski stays at least similar to what he did last year, Ben Sagan move up a little bit, and then we get someone like Patrick Kane, you're, you're looking at a really good hockey team. So it, it, it it's hard to underperform more than we did last year. <laughs> so I feel like last year you could only go up from there, honestly, except for the Klingberg is the bigger wild card. How much will that hurt us? But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. And uh, Harley's going to have to step up. Like we've talked about numerous yeah. times. And, um, and honestly, as though, sorry, James, with, go ahead with having like, I mean, you're looking at the forwards that we're in talks with. If we pick up Patrick Kane, he, he ends up on a line with probably Ben and Sagan, right? Probably like, like you're probably a Ben Sagan, Patrick Kane line. Mm-hmm. That's then, at least what you're trying to start with. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, the, and then your third line, you still have Marchment on there, which is a great third line player. Like and a, a guy that insane. possibly could play top six minutes yeah. too. You're you're talking. We're solidifying a second and possibly solidifying a third forward line. That that's going to help the defense a lot. They won't have to the, the mistakes that they will make will can be covered up with offense. And that mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing last year. That's why it was. That's why we were on Klingberg so much last year because every mistake he made could cost us the game. Yeah. And that if you have no a cushion. Yeah, and you have an offense that that potent, it's it's not going to be as big of a deal on every single turnover. They're still going to matter, but not nearly as much. And maybe this is going back to the whole thing where we're we're just trying to balance our system just a little bit. I mean, maybe I mean our defense was really good, but it was well, I say it was really good. It wasn't that great last year, but you know, typically the past couple of years, the Stars' defensive core, the top six, has been very solid, and that's been the strength of the team. Maybe they're looking at it now and deciding, you know what, maybe we need to give up some of that defense, a.k.a. Klingberg, in favor of guys like Patrick Kane and Mason Marchment. I mean, I could totally see them, and I understand the the logic behind it. Um, the, one thing I did want to mention was his stats from this from the last couple of years. It's ridiculous. 
uh, th- this guy is more consistent than anything. Um, he's one of the most consistent players in the NHL. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go back. Uh, I mean, he's been in the league since 2007, 2008. Uh, I'll go back to 2017, 18. Okay. So 17, 18, 27 goals, 49 assists, 76 points in 82 games. That was an off year for him. 18, 19, 110 points in 81 games. 19, 20, the COVID shortened season, 84 points in 70 games. In another shortened COVID season, 2021, 56 games, 66 points. In 21-22, 78 games, and still 92 points. I mean, this guy... This guy... Consistently over a point-per-game player. Exactly. Now, here is my question for you guys, because I think this is really interesting, and I posed this uh, on Twitter with a couple of guys I was talking with. I really kind of want to see... And I really want to see him play with none other than Dennis Garyanov because, and I know you're kind of like, eh, but here's my thought process. Okay. Who was one of the top duos in the NHL for the past five years, Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit. Those two guys together were just monumental, enormous point getters for the Chicago Blackhawks. One of the reasons why they were still just a competitive team, not making the playoffs, but just still competitive Yeah. in uh, Dallas, I don't know who else you look at who can who is quote unquote a sniper other than Dennis Garyanov. And Same. maybe maybe Patrick Kane can get get him going there. I'm not worried about Sagan. I think Sagan can get there, but I would love to yeah. see a line of Sagan, Garyanov, and Kane if right now, we get him. I'm just so low on Garyanov that like I don't want to give him anything until he earns it, you know? Because just last year was just so bad for him. Yeah, so, but I, yes, I, that's a good I idea. That. I like the idea, but let, 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 let's see if we get Patrick Kane first, and then we'll talk about line yeah, combinations. But so, I mean, but it, does that sound does that sound interesting though? That maybe that Kane could probably get Gary on off going. That was yeah. my thought process. Yeah, I think playing him with someone different, even playing with with Marchman, like just move something with him. You got to try to get him going. I think that would help a lot. But the other thing I wanted to point out was Patrick Gain is over a point per player, uh, a point per game player, even on good teams and bad teams. So Stanley Cup teams, same thing on a non-playoff team. He's the same way. So you're exactly right on point with that consistent point, Ryan. So I want to see Patrick Kane. What are y'all willing to give up for Patrick Kane? I said two firsts. So knowing what we know about the situation with him and with Chicago and everything and knowing he wants out, I mean, it's, it, it's not you know unknown that he wants out. Everybody knows he wants out. I wouldn't be willing to give up too much, and I would be forcing the issue and trying to get trying to get them out. I mean, Chicago got fleeced by Ottawa with getting Debrinket from them. I mean, it was a first, a second, and a third, and that was it. They didn't give up any roster players for that. So looking at that trade and looking at how uh, I think I think their GM's name is Kyle Davidson. I might be wrong on that. But seeing how that trade went down, I could see the Stars pulling off another trade like that. Because, again, Jim Nill has done that in the past with with the Sagan trade and with uh, the Spezza trade and also with the Sharp trade. Because Patrick Kane it, is such a better player, though. He is. But 
I, I, I really don't think he's going to get as much as people are thinking he's going to. Just because he's old and has one year left? Uh, yes. And I, both of those things are against him right now. And you know, the only thing that's different in this case compared to Matthew Kachuk is Matthew Kachuk is 24, Patrick Kane is 33. That's, well, that's, that's my only well, thing. And in the Matthew Kachuk trade, I mean, Huberto went to the Flames and he's on a one-year con- deal. One, his contract has one more year on it. Yep. I mean, and, and you, I mean, all of us were kind of surprised that like he, it wasn't just like a one for one with those two, and it's it's because he only has a year left on his contract. Yeah, y'all, let us know in the comment section down below who y'all would put as a trade package together for Patrick Kane. So let us know down in the comment section down below. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously, you know, cap space has to go the other way. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's I, ignore I that. Cap yeah. space goes the other way. Cat space has to go the other way as well. So obviously the easy one would be Foxa, and obviously you would think Dobby if they would take Dobby. But again, I still feel like they would have to sweeten something in order for Chicago to even take that because they're not going to take our trash and give us Patrick Kane. That's just not going to happen. So I would think it may even take it may take one of those big three to to, to get Patrick Kane to come here. But the big three prospects. Big three prospects. Thank you, Chris. Uh, one of those big three. So if that's what they're expecting and that's what they want, no. I'm not calling back. Sorry. I don't know. I that's mean, tough for me, yeah. I, I, I'm I honestly worth – that's worth it to me, honestly. If you do, you do a prospect, you give them a, a second and a third round, and then you throw the Foxa and Dobby contracts in. So we'd be giving up five assets for a guy who's thirty three, and and they're a guy who's thirty three, and they yeah. have okay. So I guess okay, that, I guess that would be yeah, another thing that we could get. They're fifty percent because that is. I'd a go thirty three percent even, even honestly, because no, if, I, if the, they're doing the, that low, then I would say they don't get the second; they get the third, <laughs> right? Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah. So that's that. That's just what I what I think and what I. But I agree with James. I'd be willing to give up one of one of them one of the prospects. Um, I don't remember who was like the top prospect. Who, who's the one that like people are projecting will why and Bork are both like interchanging. They're, they're, right they're kind of, yeah. They're, it's they're like both for like our... flip flopping. They're both really good, strong, heavy forwards. Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen Stanky. Yeah. For the longest <laughs> time I've seen Wyatt Johnston and then, you know, you know, around the draft, a lot of people are saying, Oh, Maverick Bork is really the guy. And, so I, I don't know. They've, it, they've been flipping back and forth for the past like three months, man. Yeah. Hey, so maybe it, we get both of them. That'd it, be awesome. Helpful, yeah. but maybe. It's tough to it's tough to say no. We're not going to trade this guy who might be good whenever you can get Patrick Kane and be a yeah. really good team. And, and you're and even if it's for one year, I mean, it's Chris mentioned the Pavelski contract. We only have Pavelski on a one year yeah. contract right now, too. And we know the, what that means. Yeah. So if it's not going to be Kane, it's going to be someone else. And I feel like Kane's going to be better than someone else. And and I'm not saying I wouldn't want Kane. He's a good player. I just don't know if I'd be willing to give up uh, Logan's, uh, Logan Stakeoven. So that, that that's I'll just me. I'll <laughs> James, James and Chris are all in. I'm a little hesitant. But right. uh, e- either way, we'll see if we can get Patrick Kane from the Chicago Blackhawks. On to the Anyways. next thing. Still talk yeah. about other players who haven't signed. Klingberg still hasn't signed, which is crazy. Goodness. And then when and he got married, what was it? Last week? 
last week he got married. <laughs> his agent was at the wedding, and I guess he fired the agent while he was at the wedding. It wasn't that much. <laughs> I don't think he did it because the, the agent's gone. He's done. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, Klingberg's yeah. not happy with how the offseason went, which makes sense because he still doesn't have a contract. So he doesn't even know what's going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And that, and now he's like completely flipped with the new agent too, who also doesn't know the situation with Klingberg and the situation between other teams. And now that agent has to reestablish all those things. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a while until he signs. But yeah. the thing that that brought to the table in a lot of stars fan group chats was what if we just sign Klingberg again for like a year? And then he takes another crack at it. If, if he takes a low offer, you could try and find room for him. Probably buying. We talked about buying out Dobby's contract that frees up a couple million dollars. Somehow make it work. There's there's a world where it happens. It's just like with him not signing, it just feels so. It's weird. Like I don't know. Here's my thought process, because one of the things a lot of people have said that the Stars could do to, to make even more cap space, along with trade Fox, uh, trade Dobby, is buy out Ryan Suter. Um, I, I, I know that... Imagine I know bought out twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I just I don't feel like Suter was as bad as people were saying. Was he great? No. But it was his first year with a brand new team, and, and he, he ate up minutes like a monster too, man. And, and that's like he the played other... a lot more than people realize. He played so much, right? And 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 again, he, I know he makes like he he really doesn't make that much. It's not like he's a six million dollar player. I mean, it. I mean, I'm jumping on Chris's bandwagon over here. You know, if you want to win a cup and you're like dead serious about this, the player to trade is Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan. And obviously none of us want that. Obviously none of us want that. But you you can't look at Suter and say he's expendable just because of one year. He, I mean, he was decent. So um, I I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan were decent. They just weren't $9 million decent. And, and maybe so that's I, the thing too. So I don't think it's the only way to win a cup is a trade Ben or Sagan either. Like it, they could totally play better. That's very likely. Yeah. Sagan playing better is probably more than likely, in my opinion. Especially in a second season after the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we have to. I don't think we have to trade any of our big players. But if you have to make it some kind of splash, which is what they're trying to do, you want to make a splash like this and not trade away too much. So. And here's another good point. I'm going to bring up uh, Lizzie's point. Um, Suter is the new scapegoat. Remember how much crap Bishop would get Dobby for starter. Yeah, and and guess what happened when Bishop was no longer around and then, you know, Dobby became the starter. We were in trouble. It was We were in trouble, <laughs> and out emerges a, you know, a hero in Jake Ottinger. So if only someone could have called that. Oh, if, if only. <laughs> if only. It's, it's not Man. like, you know, a couple of people on this podcast said, Oh, we just need to give him a chance. Or it's not like, you know, mm, someone one said he should have started opening night. You, yeah, you did say someone that. else didn't. So I didn't say that. That's true. But I did say that he deserved a chance. And I even wrote about that on blackout Dallas. Wow. He deserves a chance. He so kind of a chance. You. Give so him much a chance bait. bonus. So anyway, yes, yeah. totally agree with that. I don't think Suter is that terrible. I, I think it's not, I think I still think the contract sucks. 
I mean, signing him until he's 40 is not great, but and at, at points in the playoffs, he did look like a pylon. So I don't know. He, I don't think he's great, but I think he's, he, he, he's, he's fine. He yeah. just better not be on the power play next season. Please. <laughs> Goodness. Um, the the, the other sad thing, thing is, is, is he still scored the most power play goals out of our defensemen. That's... Yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> uh, you know, one more thing about Kane that I'm not just not thinking about is I know people hate talking about it, but it's the whole Stanley cup final experience kind of thing. And it, he, I mean, he's got a ton of it. <laughs> so that's another thing that he's got that. I mean, also Klingberg's got as well. He's got playoff experience. So I, I don't see a world in where both of those things happen. So that that's just me. But what do you guys think? I want him. You want him back? No, I want I want Kane. You want Kane? I don't think Klinger's coming back. I want Klingberg yeah, back too. Not. I want Klingberg unless Klingberg back. signs for like a crazy. You'll have to sign for it's, four. It's not. It's not happening. Well, I, I mean. I mean, that might be on the table at this point, considering it's literally my birthday tomorrow, the 28th, and it's literally been over two weeks since free agency opened. And lots of lots of players already have teams. And, uh, and you know, know, honestly, if we sign them one year, then if 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 the one year Pavelski contract really is like Pavelski is just going to play one more year, then that just that cap hit can go to Klinger after the year. Just depends on if we're going to re-sign Pavelski after a year or not. I wouldn't think that, but, you know, never say never. So I, 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 don't, I don't really know. if the team is playing good or not. Like, if, if we're actually a Stanley Cup contender and we almost win, then I think we'll come back. But if not, he's going to go to another team that will win. Yeah. Um. Well, well, guys, I just wanted to point this out, too, because we were talking about free agents and stuff like that. So... It's really weird because there's still a lot of good players that are on. Now they may be on the older side, but there's still a lot of good players that are on the open well, market. Star leveled players. Um, <laughs> there's John Klingberg, obviously. <laughs> uh, Nazem Kadri, Danny DeKaiser. He's a pretty good, you know, uh, bottom four defenseman. Uh, you know, stars great Antoine Roussel. Also stars great Louis Erickson. And then there's there's some bigger names that are you know older now and they could provide a, a lesser role. But there's PK Subban and Phil Kessel. There's also I'll take Phil Kessel, not PK. Uh, there's also Paul Statsny. There's Jay Beagle. Uh, another star's great, Cody Eakin. Man, this is just full of stars players. How old is Cody Eakin now? Cody Eakin is 31. Oh. Oh, and Chris Russell. Bring me the Chris Russell. Ninja. He's 35. Led the league in shot blocking. He is I, the he is the all time leader in NHL history with shot blocking. Shot blocking. What a so. What but, a crazy uh, mediocre record. Right, I know. But got it. He, hey. It is though. It's hey, his. It's hey, his. He, he can tell his grandkids later on. You know, hey guys, you know, I've got the NHL history in in the rule book for when it comes to shot blocking. I get such hit a great by pucks more. <laughs> I get hit by pucks more than anybody else. So, yeah, lots <laughs> okay. of crazy free agencies still on the table. Stars are going to do something before the season starts. If they Hopefully. don't, then Nil failed at his goal. He's trying to move something. He's trying to get bring in a big name. So we'll see what happens. Stay, stay posted. 
Stay posted, not stay Look tuned. On the rumor pages. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Kachuk, we didn't get him. Yeah, we didn't, and that's and no, you know honestly, let's talk about that for a second because the what Florida gave up to get Matthew Kachuk, I understand from both sides, but still, what a haul Calgary got. I mean, if you're a Calgary fan, you must be feeling at least a little bit better after what's happened. Yeah. I, I looked, I looked at it again though, so I I agreed with y'all at the start. I was like, yeah, Calgary destroyed this trade. But I looked at it a little bit deeper, you know, a little bit, you know, dig a little, little, you know, put it in there a little more. But then I noticed, like we said earlier, Huberdo, one year. So your 100 point player, Gonzo, your two other guys are kind of, they're kind of mediocre. So like they're good roster fills. They're, they're, yeah. a, they're a core to a Stanley Cup team the way Coleman was to the Lightning. You know, he's one of those guys. He's, he's a great core guy. But that's it. And yeah. the Panthers got a era player for eight years yeah. who is 27, Not, right? And he's going to be good for all eight. 24. Of he's 24. 24. Yeah. My he's even younger. Is Huberto 27? I don't know. Somebody's he's, 27. He's 29. Somebody's 27. Yeah, Somebody in hockey is 27. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but somebody somewhere is 27 years of age. Chuck is in Florida for almost the next decade. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no, that and that's what I saw too. I mean, Ryan, Ryan, and you were both freaking out about it. I was a little less on it, but I mean, you're you're talking about the he's literally signed for eight years. He's yeah. he's down there. They they have that player for eight years, and and Calgary will be fine for the next season, which is kind of from looking at it now, it's kind of like a stop the bleeding kind of yeah. thing. Like you don't want to completely suck next year, so let's bring Huberto. Yeah, like, (laughs) and I feel you could have gotten a bigger haul of, like what I was saying in our podcast. Sell like your two franchise players are gone. It's time to start over at that point. So you gotta you gotta look internally and see why two of your best players left, and not just try and plug and play, which I think is what they're gonna do. And it might work next year. They might be equally as good next year. But after that, I think you're in trouble. Yeah, and you got to plug and play again. 
but Florida is going to be good for a very long time now because they have, they're going to have Kachuk for eight years. So I don't know. It looks a lot more even if Florida does great the next year. Sure. Even, even trade, but I feel like in the long run, Florida is going to win this one by a mile. The only thing that I disagree with you guys on a little bit is the one-year contracts. And, and you know, it made sense for Florida because they probably looked at both of those guys and realized there's no way in heck we're going to be able to sign both of these guys to extensions. They're, they're just going to cost too much money. And, you know, we can trade both of these guys to get this one guy. Yes, it's one asset, but, you know, he's really good. He's young. He's shown he can be a playoff performer. He plays the way that we like to play. He's a really heavy style. But the only thing that I would say about this, and I still think Calgary uh, won the trade in this one, even though Florida got the best player, in my opinion. Both Huberdo and Uyghur have both said that they're open to signing extensions in Calgary. And that right there kind of puts the hammer on the nail to me that lets me know that Calgary wins this trade. Now I, I understand that both of these guys are uh, older. I know that, you know, Huberto is 29 and Mackenzie Weger is 28. Florida is really going to, I think that's the biggest one that they're going to be missing is, is Weger on the blue line because they, they obviously kind of replaced Huberto with Kachuk. I mean, hundred points for hundred points right there. That's fine. They'll be fine there. But losing Uyghur, I think, is going to be really, really tough for them. Unless they have some yeah, sort of defense defensive was so prospect. great last year. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, they, they, they like, I mean, how, how much score six goals a game. Come on. It was you four. Need, it was okay. four. Average of four. Okay. <laughs> they scored six goals most games. And, and they took their goal scorers that one game and got, 10, got a 10 put up on them <laughs> against a terrible team. That's yeah, so, they did. I don't know, man. Like. I don't think they care. <laughs> They'll trade all the defensemen for somebody. Yeah, they're just going to go straight <laughs> we'll off. give you all and... six to get Huberto back. <laughs> <laughs> Pull we'll the take goalie. <laughs> Pull the goalie, put him in regular pads, and we'll just play without a goalie the whole exactly. time. <laughs> six six forwards on the ice at all times. Just get rid of all their defense and just, just hoard all the all the forwards. Yeah. The go other thing, it. I don't know if, if Calgary's actually going to be able to re-sign Uyghur and Huberto because yeah. I think they will. Every well, their two best players just left because they hate it there. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. And it's also Calgary. With with Who Matthew wants to live in Calgary. With Matthew Kachuk, I'll agree with you. With Johnny Goudreau, I disagree with you on it because his reason wasn't because he hated Calgary. And if you go look at the Players Tribune, he wrote an article and wrote it to Calgary and said that he loved Calgary and there was nothing against Calgary. It was just because. He was starting a family. His wife is pregnant. He wanted to be closer to home. Columbus was as close to home as he could get. That that was literally the one and only deciding factor when it came to Johnny Goudreau. It wasn't even money because because Calgary offered him ten and a half. So I I agree with you on the Kachuk part, not the Goudreau part. The the article is kind of weird to me. I mean, he, he released it after he basically got bullied by the entire Calgary media. (laughs) <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you, you can't, you, like, you can't tell me that that didn't have any influence on him writing an article. He wasn't going to write an article before, and then, and then the media just bullied him into doing. And something. then we've also heard just a whole bunch of rumors from the organization too about stuff going on there. And also, Alberta is just a terrible place to live. 
like I watched an interview with Connor McDavid and he's just like half the interview is Connor McDavid complaining about how cold and icy Alberta is and how bad Edmonton is. I'm like, Oh, huh. Wow. I mean, when you compare Calgary to Florida, yeah, there, there, there is definitely a yeah, very, I very mean, big difference in climate. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to be a lot happier in Florida. If I had to guess. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, well, last question on this and, and we'll move on. But, uh, which team do you think does better next season? Because that'll be really interesting. Uh, who, do, who does Florida? Or who does Florida? Florida. Who does better? Florida, Florida or, or Calgary? Florida. Really? Florida. Yes. Probably Florida. I, I don't, think I don't think Calgary is going to be bad, but I think Florida is still going to be better. I I still think Calgary misses the playoffs. Hot take. Wow. Okay. That's a that's way too much of a hot that's take. That's a fun hot opinion. take. I, I highly disagree with you on that. You still have a team that has Elias Lindholm, Jonathan. You Jonathan still lost, even if you cancel out Kachuk and Huberto, which I still think you can't. I think Kachuk is a way more dynamic player than Huberto is. You still lost. The guy Pedro. was. You're kidding, right? He was second their in play point style. scoring. Their play style is their way. Their play different. styles are very they're different very players. different. But they basically took Jonathan Huberto, and he's a replacement for Johnny Goudreau in in very similar okay, fashion. Okay, then you lost Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> That's not very good. You're not going to be better. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest problem, like the weirdest thing to me is like Huberto is going from a offense that it was full rush all season long, rush, 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 rush. And now he's put in the Calgary system, which is more checking, which is kind of, kind of weird. And then That's the more checking dude. Yeah. And then the more checking dude went to the, to the rush, 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 well, rush team. I have a feeling there's <laughs> That's true. I, I thought about that team now. So yeah, there, I, I mean, bring I, that. Anywhere. I think it's going to be a lot better for the Panthers than it is going to be for the Flames. The Flames are might have a few like the Flames were already good on the rush with that one line that they had, and half that and two people of that line are gone now. So, or as Ryan would say, two thirds of the line is gone now. What is two with y'all? Two thirds of the two line thirds. is gone. <laughs> two thirds. I hate y'all both. Still. All right. That's all I have to talk about. Anyone else have anything else hockey related they want to talk about? Random other thought. How do you think Columbus is going to do? Do you think they make the playoffs? With Johnny Goudreau? Uh, no. My only thing Can't with my only thing with Columbus is that they don't really have a number one center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got you. You got a there. What couple prospects? You've got you know Cole Sillinger. You've got Ken Johnson and Jack Roslovic. Columbus is the Dallas of Missouri. Like <laughs> that's fair. They're in and out, and they're just more out than in than us. We're we're a little bit more in than out recently. So, I think they make the playoffs. I do. I I mm, I think they're a lot closer this time than they were last time. I'll say that. Well, I mean, I, I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be absolutely terrible this past year, but they weren't. They, I mean, they were a very competitive. Only because the other teams in their division did worse than them. Yeah. They didn't play better than those other teams. They, yeah. the other teams, just played worse. You know, that you know division was, was a. The, that whole conference was a mess, man. Yeah, it was. They was knew right. who their eight, who their eight teams were by in December. January. Yeah, December, <laughs> yeah. January, yeah. Oh, uh, you, you know what we should do next episode? What what if we did like a way too early, uh, you know, seasons predictions podcast where you know we kind of rate where we think the teams are going to end? I don't know. I think we got to wait a little longer for that. I think we got to yeah. wait till. But that's why it's called way too early. We we don't even know who's on the teams. How are we supposed to predict this? Oh come on! <laughs> There's gonna be Audrey, like Klingberg. Apparently, okay, Kane that's about now. it. 
That's about it. Probably okay. Maybe Kane. Okay, fine. So three players. Three players is gonna completely change it. Yes, <laughs> a yeah. couple of teams. Yes, could very change with those Klingberg three players. Pick up Kane. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> that, that, that would change okay. a lot, <laughs> bro. I would. I would just go kiss Nil right now. That <laughs> I would do. Right on the lips, smackaroo. Okay. Anyways, uh, going into our who cares segment for tonight, we're doing double tonight because we're not we don't have a ton of hockey content to talk about tonight guys so this first one i did not come up with it uh who was it was it you james or was it you james james it was just completely random so james you may introduce our number one who cares i don't know how to introduce this Uh, all right so we have the most delicious and healthy snack around lovely fats lovely proteins it's it's nuts that's it. It's nuts. That's it why I wanted like Chris to introduce nuts. it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, James. It, it just started weird off. with you saying it. I'm sorry. Nut number three. <laughs> Nut number three. It is uh, almonds. I like almonds. You know. Number three. They're, yeah, they're they're salty. You know, they're good. You know, almonds. crunchy. Crunchy. They, is what they I are a little crunchy. What did I say for almonds? Ryan. But number three, almonds. Ryan, number three. James stole my number three. My number three is almonds as well. I like almonds. That's it. Mm. That's my commentary. No, no other statement? Okay. Other than they're good in like candy bars and stuff like that. Like almond My number three like is going to be pecans. That's a good one. Pecans are very delicious. They're like, they're, this has got to be the softest nut, right? Like is it, as, as far as nuts go, rather soft. I don't know. <laughs> and I pecan don't eat a pie. Pecans. Pecan pie is amazing. When I was a kid, I didn't I didn't eat pecan pie because I was like, ew, there's nuts on this pie. It's amazing. Little, little boy, little eight year old listening to this, eat pecan pie. It's just it's just caramel pie. The pecans are a lie. It's just caramel. It's a way to get caramel to your mouth. Eat it. Especially if you're in the South, pecan it's pie amazing. is like a staple. You have pecans to have it. Pecans are great, James. My number, number two, two are pecans because pecans are amazing. I I remember there's a big there, there's a big pecan tree at the elementary school or there used to be at the elementary school in in Farmersville, and as as a little six year old, we would collect the pecans, squish them on the concrete, and then eat them during recess. Eating, eating the ground pecans, yes, yes, healthy. Yes. They were a little bit so a little good. bit of rot was. Especially yeah, always the best when you, you would eat them and they would just taste awful. And then you spit them out and then you just go get another one. Exactly. And All right, that, Ryan. And that, everyone is, and that everyone is how COVID started. Ryan, um, show us your second nut. <laughs> second nut is, what did I say? Uh, oh, cashews. Cashews, that's right. Cashews. I got to go with cashews. And any kind of cashew, really. You know, Anything else? You're going to say cashew? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what else am I supposed to say? They, they taste great. I like them. Wow. All right. Number two, Chris. Number two nut is the peanut. The peanut. This is obviously very basic. Peanut is a very basic nut, but it's basic for a reason because it's amazing. The peanuts in the shells, that is a hockey game staple at the mm-hmm. Chambers household. The peanut yep, is great. Lovely. Like uh, if we if we do not if we go to a game and we do not get a bag of peanuts, at least one, then it's, it's not a hockey game. Yeah, we're going to lose. lose. Yeah. yeah. Might, as, might as well leave already. That's great. 
they're great in many different scenarios. Honey roasted or I what is knew it? You, honey roasted, honey roasted nuts? peanuts. Yes. Honey roasted I, peanuts I, are I so good. I knew you were going to go They there. are delicious. That is candy. That is candy nuts. Nut, sweet nuts in your mouth. Great. Love it. it I made it all the way to number two before I made a joke like that. Peanut butter. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive, Chris. Peanut butter is one of the best things God has ever created. I mean, God made – he went through those seven days, day eight, peanut butter. I mean, it's – Day amazing. eight, peanut butter. <laughs> it, it is the best. I love peanut butter. So, peanuts, versatile, amazing, boom, number two. James. What is one. your first favorite nut? My first favorite nut is cashews. Cashews are really, really good. They're super soft. Uh, they cost a lot, which obviously means they're better. I mean, that's fair. It's, it's that fair statement. Fancy uh, stuff is nice. I like yeah. fancy stuff. So, Chris, fancy you wouldn't nice. you wouldn't happen to have a ton of cashews around your apartment, would you? No, I don't. No, I didn't think so. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. Good for you being somewhat healthy. I'll I'll tell you what nut I have in my house in just a minute after you tell me <laughs> what nut you have in your house. Number All one right. nut, Ryan. My number one is obviously I'm going to go with your number two as my number one. Peanut is number one, and Solid it, and it, it has to be. It has to be for me, and it's it, it's strictly you know just. Just because, you know, when I was little, we would go to Stars games, whether it was at Reunion Arena, whether it was at the American Airlines Center, or, uh, you know, wherever. You know, even if we were at, at an Allen Americans game or, you know, where, whatever, it, it, we would have to get a bag of peanuts. It's, it's just a thing. Throw them on the ground. You're at, It's like a, you're at Logan's Roadhouse. I used to love that when I was a kid. So just because of that connection to my childhood, that's why peanuts are number one. And they're also really good. So there you go. go Took him all the way to number one until he gave us a reason for his nut, James. My gosh. <laughs> this guy is not it's okay. Just so... He doesn't get this segment. He no, really he doesn't. doesn't understand. All right. All. So what am I supposed to do? Profess my the... love for almonds or something? Yes. That's exactly what I'm about to do. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I already knew what they were. <laughs> my number one nut is a nut that stands on its own. It doesn't need to be turned into anything. It doesn't need any kind of honey covered anything it stands on its own and it's the almond almonds are the best you those things are the crunchiest things in the world i mean it feels like you're eating teeth that's great that is a top tier yeah yes teeth crunchy crunchy Crunchy. all the way amazing seasonings on them what blue diamond has done is a miracle oh my goodness (laughs) there is so many going there the sriracha flavor (laughs) That is number one. Smokehouse, so good. They have like they have Old Bay, amazing sweet chili. Wow, I I mean you're traveling around the world, but you're in your house eating almonds. (laughs) That's it. You're just eating almonds, going around the world. It's great. So and by the way, probably the healthiest nut too. And lots of fiber gives you the poops. You need that. You need that in your life. You need something that'll make you poop. So. Boom. Uh, I'm actually very that. satisfied with y'all's answer. I thought someone was going to yeah. bring out some crazy like Brazil know, nuts we, or we, hazelnuts or coconuts or something. Yeah, crap we, like we that. all so stayed I'm very happy. I'm coconuts? very happy with y'all's nut cho- with y'all's nut choices. Coconuts, so really? Coconuts is that not nuts, a nut? A fruit. It's fruit. Is that not a nut? It's a fruit. No, it's a fruit. It, 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 
Is this America or is this America? It says nut in the name. It's a nut. No, it's it's not a nut. Quit being so you're a band director, Ryan. Shut up. <laughs> it's a nut. It's always gotta be the it's band director. Thing. <laughs> it's a fruit. All right. Uh and you know what? Honorable mention to pistachios, because I like pistachios. I'll give honorable mention Arno. to pistachio yeah. as well. Yep, agreed. And pine nuts because uh because uh pesto. Okay. Pesto's. All right, here's the one that we really didn't plan for. Chris was already planned for this like two days ago with the whole nut thing. So, oh, yeah. top to three. He didn't even have to plan for the nut thing, man. He yeah, I, I, what I they mean, were. He, did, he just knew exactly where he was going. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, uh, bonus segment for Who Cares segment tonight. Um, do we want to do just band or just any? All any? instruments. All in instruments. Okay, so we're going to do top three instruments any kind of instrument i originally thought we were just going to do just band instruments but you know what we're going to open this up to everything you know what chris number three all right the number three instrument is likely one of the most unique instruments in the world it's the banjo I was not expecting that. <laughs> he couldn't with the straight face. He tried. You did a good job. I'll, oh, I'll give it to you, Chris. You almost did it. You almost did it. You were so close. Okay. <laughs> okay, Chris, why the banjo? I'm going to mute myself for a second while I say The banjo is amazing. You, you have to wear Wolverine claws while you play it. You go, it's the only instrument that sounds like a banjo. Go listen to a banjo. Tell me what that sounds like without saying the word banjo. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. And it looks like a guitar, but it sounds like 10 times worse. And that is lovely. That's lovely. Um, so since I laughed, I can't use the banjo as my number three. So, <laughs> James, your number three. Will I look at my actual number three? I forgot the okay. name. Uh... I'm going to go with the French horn. I like the French horn when they play melodies. It's a very pretty instrument when you can play it really well. And they have some some really cool parts in like Lord of the Rings songs and stuff. So, yeah, maybe French we horn. Should, Do we need to pull up some pictures just for people to see just in case they don't know what some of these instruments are? Because, uh, yes. I mean, you, you would be surprised how many people don't know like what these instruments are and stuff like that. You're going to have to pull yeah. up the instrument that I'm going to give as number three. So. Oh, oh, my no. God. Here we go. No, this is legit. This one's legit. <laughs> uh, I believe you, but I mean. I don't, I don't believe this is going to be legit. But oh, we, we know what, whatever. What a I don't think y'all will know like what it too. is. Oh, you're talking to a band director, Christian. Come on. We'll see. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to give my number three. My number three is, of course, my instrument, that my original one that I started playing on, the clarinet. I love the clarinet. Literally, sixth grade logic, when I was doing beginner band, it looked like a recorder. That's literally the only reason why I chose the clarinet. So, But Simple. I love the sound of it. You can play a bunch of really fast notes really, really quick, and it plays low, it plays high. It's freaking cool. As a clarinet player, that is a terrible choice. That's <laughs> oh yeah! By I the agree. way, all every here's the here's the funny thing about our family. For those of you that don't know, there's seven of us in our family, right? Six boys, one girl. Okay, all six boys play clarinet or played clarinet, and 
the one girl played Tuba. Who would have figured? Complete opposite of what most people do. So the clarinet is terrible because, first of all, it's like the only instrument in the world that doesn't have a register key. It does, but it doesn't work like a register key. It's incorrect. So all the fingerings you have to memorize every single one. That's idiotic. Also, it is the most monotoning sounding thing in the world. It is terrible. The only way people could found out, find out an interesting way to play them is to change their voice muscles all around, and that's it. Other instruments you just play one way perfectly, bit. and okay, boom, Ryan. that's how you can do it. So I literally the clarinet is bit. awful. And the way you play it, you have to blow the air up and then down. That's so stupid. Like... <laughs> The saxophone, <laughs> probably a more interesting sound than clarinet, and it just makes more sense. They're like, yeah, blow the air this way. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no. that makes sense. Sure, let's blow the air straight like a normal human. Okay, moving on. My number three is the steel guitar. I've heard of a steel guitar. I know what Pull it looks like. Pull up a steel guitar, Ryan. Most people don't. Okay, all right, here we so, go. So the steel guitar is probably the most, probably an instrument that people don't know I need like the tabletop one, like the ones in country music. Yeah, that one, the one in the middle there, bottom. So this one? Yeah. So this is all throughout country music. You probably can't find a country song that doesn't have a steel guitar. It's amazing. This instrument is like, it's so crazy. It re- it's it's super. It resonates a lot, and it it's twangy, like like the way people sing country music. It's a guitar that has twang unbelievable and it's like on a table and when people play it it looks like they're making potions and that's really cool and i like that <laughs> i knew something stupid was coming i knew something i knew something was coming okay james uh what are we on are we on number two for you now number two yeah okay number two for you what, what you got for us um i'm gonna go with the violin okay I mean, it, it's really, it's it's a really pretty instrument. It's you you can play it with just one person playing it, and it and it can sound really really cool, and and you can play it with a group of people all together and harmonizing and melody with just long holdout notes in the background, and that can sound really cool too. So, yeah, very cool. All right, uh, my number two is James's number three, and it's the French horn. Um, French horn, for those of you that don't know, is the absolute freaking hardest instrument to play in band. You have to have a good ear and you have to be able to, to, you know, to hear things really well. So the, and they always get all the cool stuff like in, in symphonies or in movie music or anything like that. Anytime you can hear like a big melody or anything like that, it's either one of two instruments. It's either a trumpet or a French horn. And I hate it. You know, as clarinet players, you know, violin players, we get and have all these notes going all the way, all over the place. And then French horns can just go. Almost because the the color of a clarinet is terrible and the color of a French horn is amazing. Disagree. Disagree. That's uh, complete facts. All right. Yeah, everyone knows what y'all are talking about when y'all say color. The color of the sound. The the way it sounds. It just sounds good. Yeah, you just sound racist. Sorry, hockey people. Y'all need to learn music theory. Okay, moving on. (laughs) What am I looking Um, at this time now? All right, this one is super, super underground. Okay. The piano. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So the piano is amazing because there's – not very many other instruments where you can listen to a song that is just one instrument. 
the piano can absolutely do that. It's amazing. It's also just a piece of like engineering master. Like they're crazy the way that those are made. If y'all look at it, the inside of a piano, when someone really good is playing on it, it's insane. There's so much moving stuff. The 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 way that the that the shape is built, like the big giant pianos. Y'all seen the big giant pianos in the the little home pianos that are like stand up. The big giant pianos sound so much better just because they're like shaped so perfectly and like the math and science that goes into making them is crazy. And pretty much every band song should have a piano. An orchestra always has a piano. And there's always, always just one guy playing it. That's because he's amazing. So no, Not always, but... Main yes. reason, because there's the only instrument that they can be the only ones in a song, and the song can be great. And there is some amazing piano songs. That's a solid choice, Chris. Very good. I'm proud of you. Thank That's you. Not and Chris just one. explained my number one for me. My number one Ooh. is piano. Wow. <laughs> I... I love listening to the piano, man. I it's it's such a nice sound and and just like exactly what Chris just explained, it's pretty much the exact same reasons. It can be all alone by itself for a whole song, and it's it's in a lot of orchestras. It's and the people who play the piano, like to 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 like like the best people who play the piano are so crazy. Like just watching them play is mesmerizing. Yeah, they just they just move. They go John Cena they, on the piano, bro. They, yeah, and, and the notes start playing, and then you're like, weird. All right, weird. Ryan, number one. Number one, saving the best instrument for last, the absolute best instrument for last. When I was in sixth grade, oh, I started on the I'm... clarinet. Hey, you, yeah, you, you were complaining about me not monologuing, so I'm monologuing here. So Monologue, shut up and listen. Ryan, go for it. Go for it. When I was in sixth grade. I literally got second to last chair, and I would have been last chair, but I got second to last chair just because the other person did not show up for the day. So it led me to the most glorious instrument of all kind. In seventh grade, I was switched to the bass clarinet. And the bass clarinet is God's instrument to man. This dude just put two clarinets in his top three instruments. Of and course I did. What did you expect? That is criminal, dude. It is not criminal. It's not criminal. Name name one uh, famous just clarinet part. Just one line of bass clarinet music that is just famous throughout the world. I don't care. No, it's God's instrument. You can find one because it's terrible. Nobody it's God's likes instrument. it. Everybody Nobody likes it. it. Everybody likes it. Did Ryan really just choose the bass clarinet? He, he put two clarinets. He put the bass above the normal clarinet. That That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. It's okay. not unbelievable. Moving on. You actually are going to have to look up this one too, Ryan. I, I forgot. You are going to have to look up this one. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. I can explain it pretty easily, but I, I think it still needs a picture. It's the euphonium. Oh, the euphonium. Oh, the euphonium is I should have added that an one. amazing instrument. For all of you people, euphonium is baby tuba. So it looks yeah, exactly like much. a tuba. It's a little bit higher. But if you're ever hearing, a, so like Ryan was saying with the with the French horn, if you're ever hearing a song that has a melody that's a brass instrument, it's probably the French horn. If you're ever hearing a deep and just thunderous, Mellow. powing melody and just punching you in the face, that's the euphonium. And it's just so good. It can play those melodies, those just big punching ones. And it can also play the bass lines 
just it's just so solid. It's amazing. I can't even make a joke about it. Well, yes, I can. It's just like it, it's a it's a midget tuba. It's tiny. It's, it's so tiny small. Midget tuba. Midget tuba. Who who decided just like hey tuba? Midget yeah. tuba. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Our fire alarm might go off in a second, so wrap it up, Ryan. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I might have to leave. All right, I was about to I was about to look up a euphonium solo real quick and and play it, but oh god, no, you okay. might be able to. I hear one in the distance, so go ahead. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep an eye out. Okay, uh, uh, euphonium solo. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's just pick the first one and see what happens. We're gonna get copy striked, Ryan. Oh yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. Never mind. Dang it. Okay, go look it up for yourself. <laughs> Euphoniums are really pretty sounding. You should go do it. Okay. I can go the distance. I oh, can yeah. go the distance. I don't care how far. Copyright, Ryan. Gosh dang it, dude. Stop singing. It was less than three seconds. No, nah, sure. And it was so terrible that no one could recognize it. Oh uh, yeah, right. probably. I hate y'all so much. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna cut cut it tonight. Uh, special segment. Double who cares. Patrick Kane talk, Matthew Kachuk talk. What else could you be doing on a Wednesday night at 11.20? In July. In July. (laughs) (laughs) Worry about football, guys. What are you doing? (laughs) All right, guys. Please go and check out our uh, shop, starcastickermarksshop.com, for all of our latest merch options. Please also follow us on uh, Twitter at all the stuff up above, on Twitter, Instagram, facebook we're all there you can follow our personal accounts down there on the bottom you can follow chris at chris cham to be uh, james is james the bomb something oh four oh two oh two and then you can <laughs> i thought <laughs> it might work. but it didn't and, and then did you can follow me at our chambers 1993 uh real quick announcement for before we 100 percent cut it off Tomorrow, I have an interview that I will be doing with sixth-round pick Matthew Semenoff of the Dallas Stars. That's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really cool. Uh, that interview will be available early Friday morning, so look for that Friday morning. Really excited to get to talk to him and all of that stuff. So along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks, Episode 8. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you have a fantastic morning evening, afternoon, whenever you listen. Good night and have a good day.